Welcome to Insomnia Adventures in Sleep. Too many sleepless nights have got me thinking about, well, sleep. So in these podcasts, I'll adventure back through a lifetime of sleep. Here they are, 21 of them. One for each year of my sleeping life. A little life rounded by sleep. 15. Sleep full in midwinter. Is it always an escape? Sleep. Is it always a way to walk away? from the cares and burdens of this world and find peace. That disorientation of constant day, that blurring of waking and sleeping, had been a midsummer confusion. Something I had almost observed as an amused Taurus, passing through on a quest for something else. I had left that long, long day behind as I pedalled south to more stable latitudes, and it was forty-odd years before I went back to confront a polar opposite, Arctic midwinter. A place where darkness wasn't for a night, but for weeks. The landing lights searched around for some kind of runway, and I glimpsed drifts of deep, deep snow, shining in the darkness, pierced by rock, like ripped metal tearing through broken skin. We drove on into the tiny town, yellow streetlights glowing and doors closed against minus 20 degrees of cold. I could feel slumber coming on, the coziness of ending winter day, voices becoming softer and distant, my eyelids growing heavy. I felt I deserved this sleep that was due. But this was the far north of Norway, 300 miles above the Arctic Circle. It was midwinter and two o'clock in the afternoon. Work had just begun. But There was an excitement to the dark, this strange night shift in the middle of the day. We drove out on an ice road, following a shadowy valley with high cliffs and a river frozen into grey forms of immense ice, thrown up in sharp daggers, frozen in some moment of violent eruption. We turned off and rumbled along a track, 
to find the place where they had slept. An awkward hillside of rock, snow and sparse trees. This is where the prison had been. The cold hit as I stepped out the car, a heavy punch deep in the lungs. The barbed wire had gone, but there was still wartime archaeology to be found, abandoned in the snow. A jerry can, an axle and lopsided wheel, a stove lying on its side, the door rusted from its hinges. All that was left of a flimsy wood and cardboard bunkhouse. 1942. They had sailed for 17 hungry days, up the jagged coast of Norway, huddled in the hull of a prison ship, thousands of miles from their families, to be disgorged on a frozen quay, where they stamped their feet and blew on their fingers, starved and exhausted, before they were marched off through the ice to this shoddy prison camp to be broken. One thousand bespectacled and wiry teachers who had protested and defied the law who, when told to teach Nazi ideas in their classrooms, had said, We will not do this. Prisons and beatings, deception and threat upon threat, execution around the corner, and still they said, We will not teach these lies. I stood in the darkness, assaulted by cold, the distant shadows of mountains, windswept tundra to the south, and nothing but ice from here to as far north as you could go. I tried to imagine finding sleep in that place, sleeping with thin hunger, turning pain-stabbed limbs to find a patch of less cold under a threadbare blanket. Could you find sleep? Turning over permanent darkness, loneliness, trying to clutch the memories of those you love. And when it came, was sleep a relief, an escape, or an even deeper prison of question and doubt? How do you resist in your sleep, remain steadfast in your dreams, against the gnawing wind in the wire? So easy to mutter, all right, 
I will teach your ideas. Let me go back home. Let me go back home and pull the warmth of my bed and my wife around me. Let me leave this place and find some rest. We stumbled in the darkness, fumbled cameras with frozen fingers and filmed what we needed, interviewed with inadequate words and stepped back across the decades, escaping to the digital lit warmth of the car. Mm -hmm.